0: Are you prepared for God's future? Welcome to Apostle of the Future with Apostle Ashley Clater, where we discuss doctrinal myths versus truths, biblical facts, and much more. Well, good morning and welcome to this week's broadcast of Apostle of the Future. As you can see, we're going to talk about today the many faces of rebellion. Ah, oh, boy, it's about to get juicy. So share, 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 tell your friends that we're live this morning, launching into part one, episode one of this mini series, however many parts we do about rebellion. Um, You know, I think most people think, I know when I'm being rebellious, I know what a rebel is, I know what it looks like, what it sounds like, but do we really know what rebellion is? You know, if I'm bringing it up on Apostle of the Future, there's more to learn than what we think. So here we go with the many faces of rebellion. On today's broadcast, we're going to address two basic things one, what is rebellion? And two, a foundational scripture that we're going to be standing on as we review this. So let's go. Oh, look at this guy. Okay. I mean, I think this says it all here. Ears, you know, fingers in the ear. So rebel, uh, rebel assist, uh, excuse me, rebelling is resisting an established or rightful government or law, insurrectionist, lawless, stubborn, obstinate. Let's look at these again. We're talking about resisting an established or rightful government. Now, we see this all over the world. We see this uh, with coups and different overthrowing of government. But let's bring it down to the church. We've had in the last, what, 10, 15 years for sure, a major insurrection movement in the body of Christ. Now, it's not on the platform of insurrection, although many people are saying that you'll know that they're the insurrectionist type because it's down with the institution down with all these rules everything that has you falling in line in a certain way is legalistic see all of this is rebel talk we'll just call it rebel talk this is the language of a rebel or a rebellious soul who will not fall in line and comply with as we can see here uh, an established or rightful government or law so we're not talking about oppression Although sometimes you will need to resist against oppression. uh, But this, in this context, in this application, is coming against what is rightfully legal. Someone who is an insurrectionist, lawless, stubborn, and obstinate. All of those categories, you may already be seeing yourself in some of these, and maybe you don't recognize this in who you are, which is why in our subsequent episodes, we're going to break down the many faces of rebellion, because this guy right here in this picture is the obvious face. Like today's examples are the obvious faces of rebellion, the people. I don't want to, you know, your furrow brow and and all those things like that. So let's move on with our next definition to rebel, as in the verb rebel, to rise up against a ruler, one's government, etc. be insubordinate. Insubordinate. Now, subordination to be a subordinate is the order under a higher order, sub order. That's your place. That's your spot. When somebody is being insubordinate, they are not submitting to the order above them. And they're coming out from around it, doing what they want to do. You can see here again, we have to be important to rise up against a ruler or one's government, etc. So rebellion is tied to coming against the established order and not coming against it uh, just because it's bad. Because we always want to believe that somebody who is pushing back on the institution and all the songs that came out in the 70s, 80s and 90s about it and whatever... That those people are always right because they feel oppressed. Now, there is, because anytime you don't want to do something, anybody can present an argument for why it's a bad idea. This is why, this is why, you know, uh, I can't stand the church because they're so legalistic. Uh huh. And so now we have the push for just having tattoos everywhere. And hey, just get more just as the longer you're in God's service, the more you pierce yourself, tat yourself up, take off more clothes. I mean, we have less clothes on now than we've ever seen in the body of Christ, maimed our bodies more than we've ever seen it. And hey, because I felt like having to have on clergy attire or a suit on Sunday was oppressing me. So I'm going to rebel against it because God still loves me. I mean, all this language is in direct defiance of what he wrote in his law in his holy word in his scripture and i think we're going to come back to a place where people are going to wake up and realize i'm following a rebellious saint i'm following somebody who is actually tearing apart the fabric of what constitutes what defines the body of Christ. Understand every nation is defined by its constitution. What makes the United States of America, the United States of America is not our geography. It's our constitution. What makes us who we are is what is written in our laws, the amendments, the preamble this and the whatever that, all of that is tied to. And so it's a legal document that defines a nation a kingdom, an institution. So we believe in legalities. I promise you, these people who are pushing back against all this order in the church, try and touch their money and watch them slap a legion of lawyers on you. So they believe in the law. Oh, absolutely. Come against them in some other way. Why don't you just take their music and put your name on it and then see how much they don't believe in legalism. So we believe in situational legalism. We believe in legalism that leads to our financial gain. What we don't want to do collectively as the body of Christ, I say we, as in they, uh, out there don't want to do is be legal according to what God says is going to preserve his church. What the Lord has written down is going to preserve us from generation to generation into eternity. How we got here is Lucifer. Iniquity was found in him this guy made this, he he created this. There was no reason for Lucifer to rebel. He was in heaven. He was with God. So for us to think that somehow this never happened to the Lord and he doesn't know it happened there first, tell yourself it happened there first, not never first, not last first. That's why they're like, oh, woe to you. Woe to the earth. We know who we sent. Hope everything works out. Okay. Don't worry, we're going to send Jesus later because we needed the Lord. So these saints who are telling you that they don't like that legalism and and every time they say some, oh, oh, look at y'all. Yeah, y'all just got real tight. Oh, yeah, that's that. see, that's that. Oh, that religious spirit that just came out. See all that foolishness. That's rebellion. That's rebellion. According to etymology online, that's that is the established definition of rebellion. Lord have mercy. See, I'm already stirred up. So what is a rebel? One who refuses obedience to a superior or controlling power or principle. One who resists an established government. Person who renounces and makes war on his country for political motives. Now, if we think about what we're seeing and what we've been seeing, what's been trending, especially in a lot of millennial-led ministries, We will see this right here, making war, (laughs) making war against this country, war against the body of Christ for political motives. And don't just think that political means running for a political office because that is it on the national uh, side of government, but also political motives and political moves in the body of Christ. Once it was okay to get out there and say, I'm not gonna do this the standard way, and got big like all these ministries that blew up that was their payday for selling out on god people sat in meetings and back rooms and strategized on how to do this. And well, if we do this and we change that. And if you do this, and if you change that, I'm going to back you, I'm going to send you X amount of money. Uh, I have a friend over here, Bishop Dustin, what's going to open up the, the door for you in this conference. So-and-so is going to have you on their television network. You're going to be on this TV show and that radio show and, and all of this. And so we're going to, and 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 what happens is it becomes a phenomenal marketing campaign that is spearheaded and paid for by somebody or somebody's, they, who are really interested in destroying the body of Christ. This is how these things go. And if you pay attention to the whistleblowers out there, they're telling you this growth is not organic, how this happened. This is not the wind of the Holy Spirit just moved in one Sunday and boom, we looked up and... We doubled in size organically. No, there was business deals and we merged ministries with this one. and We paid these people to close their churches and on and on and on it goes. All you have to do is go to YouTube and actually watch this now. See, back in the day, it was hearsay. Well, you're just saying that because you're jealous because they got big and you haven't yet. Mm, No, we're saying it because it's true. And now there's testimony after testimony after testimony, people moving money around, making deals. You have me on your platform, okay, for your conference. I'm going to have you over here. Uh, this athlete is my friend. He owes me a favor. He'll be your keynote speaker. And then they're going to have you. Over. And, and all of this is business. It's um, This is done behind closed doors. And we're the only ones because then it's told that it's just God. It's just God. God just did it. I mean, he just loves us. He's blessed us and he just did it and we don't have enough sense people don't have enough sense to realize it's business it's mergers it's shaking hands it's making deals it's moving money it's doing all those things to look like god's approval is on it but according to scripture god rejects judges and punishes those who are rebellious so again one who refuses obedience To a superior or controlling power or principle, one who resists an established government, person who renounces and makes war on his country for political motives. So let's bring it closer to home. Is this you? Are you refusing obedience to your superiors? to the controlling powers. I know we don't like to use the word control and power in the body of Christ because initially we automatically go to abuse. We automatically go to manipulation. We automatically go to witchcraft and control. We automatically do that, but we believe in power and control in every other area. We believe in that on your job. Your job is going to tell you what hours you're going to work. Do they not? Your job is going to tell you We don't care if you don't think you should work 12 hours a day. This is the shift. If you want this job, you're going to work 12 hours, three or four days a week. End of story. Your job doesn't care if you say, but I haven't had a break. Hey, that's the nature of this job. If you don't like it, find another one. That's the world. We understand that in the world that you don't have wiggle room on your secular job. I mean, some jobs do, a lot of jobs don't. You can't decide when you, well, I'm just going to, I just don't feel like coming in today. I am. I am going to come in today. No, nobody cares that you feel like you should have more than a 15 minute break on your job. You have 15 minutes and not 16. They don't care. They do not care because they have a higher objective. They have a goal and it's called making money. And if you feel that you want to do that somewhere else in a different way, you are free to go. But in the body of Christ, when we start talking about order structure government law all of a sudden we who are trying to keep your soul from going to hell are the ones who are the villains that's not how god works and we're going to go through a scripture passage today to show the pattern That is in scripture. See, when we get out of the word of God, this is when you should be concerned. And when people start wrangling and mangling the word of God to say certain things and do certain things, that's when you should be concerned. See, that's when you should get upset. And I train apostles, I train prophets, ministers, up and comings, youth group, and all the things. And I've seen over the years and had to work it out of my own soul. And to me, that's an ongoing thing. It's not one and done like, oh, God, got that rebellion worked out. So that'll never happen again. Now, ideally, when you do work out certain things, it is a finished work. But because we're in this clay vessel. In this mortal flesh, you always have to be on the lookout for your opinionation and everything else that we're going to talk about later on in the series. And so do you refuse obedience? That can look like a lot of things. Again, we'll talk about later how that manifests. Obedience to a superior, that controlling power, that principle. Do you refuse obedience? And see, that takes a level of truth. In the inward parts, because we can make a lot of good excuses for not doing what we're supposed to do, and it still is considered rebellion to the Lord. All right, let's go to our last thought here for the day. This is a shorter broadcast today. First Samuel fifteen twenty two and twenty three. But look at her. I just love this. Arms crossed, face twisted. The rest of this picture, which didn't fit in it, uh, there's her little brother is sitting on the other side of her. He's facing the other direction, face twisted as well. And this is kind of how we look whenever we're in a rebellious state. Sometimes you don't even realize your face is doing this, (laughs) but it can be. Your mannerisms betray you. They all do. Most of us think we're better at hiding how we're feeling than we really do, but there's always somebody who can read us like a book don't be in even a ministry like ours apostolic prophetic where we're getting dreams ahead of time so and so is struggling this person is about to fall off this one just got delivered this one's getting strong you're looking at somebody like what am i what what is happening here what am i seeing spiritually around their life everything looks okay on the surface but what am i seeing and so there are spirits behind everything spirits behind how we feel the spirit of joy we know the fruit of the spirit the spirit of god Joy. So depression is the opposite. Peace through the spirit. Rebellion is the opposite. And so you can, whenever you're moving through and understanding and maturing in God, especially if you are an apostle or prophet or somebody who is able to uh, discern what is going on, to see into the spirit realm, to dream about it, then you'll know these different factors. Well, you have to know it about yourself, too. All right, here we go. Our scripture, 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23. So Samuel said, now let me give you a little backstory here. I like backstory, it's necessary. Here's the backstory. 1 Samuel 15, man, read the whole chapter because it sets it up wonderfully. Saul is king. He's been given an instruction to destroy the Amalekites, King agag kill everything sheep goats cows you name it take it out the lord didn't want it it was perverse if you study the amalekites he's just most vicious people on the planet which i think is black folk this day i think we're descendants of that and uh so he was like i want it gone so what happens is saul doesn't kill king agag now You can't have two kings ruling in one kingdom. That's not how any of this works. That's not how. One will ultimately dominate the other. Agag was an accomplished king, clearly. He was over a nation of people that just destroyed everybody in their path. And the things that they offered up, the way their rituals were brutal, the Amalekites were brutal, brutal people, okay? And so he did not destroy them. The word of the lord in verse 10 came to samuel he said i greatly regret that i have set up saul as king for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night. Because see, Samuel has known God well enough to know when he is grieved with something, he's going to make a move against it. I want you to understand right now, you better study the word of God before you call somebody false, before you get upset about what they say. And let me tell you something, the more I learned the word of God, the more I understood correction in my life the more, actually, the more I study the word, the less correction I had to have because the word was correcting me. But when correction comes in, I could have examples. The Holy Spirit can pull forward and be like, you're about to be a solid egg egg, Ooh, hold on. And so the Lord said that he regretted that and it grieved him and he cried out to the Lord all night because he knew Samuel knew the Lord. He gave him his attention every single day. 1 Samuel 8, 9 addresses Samuel's habits with the Lord. He was not a guy who casually passed through the presence of God. He wasn't somebody who just went in on some worship every now and again. This is my, my whatever. He had a professional devotion to the Lord. He professionally executed what he wanted. Samuel had the authority to establish Saul as king over the land at God's word. So he knew when the Lord said he was grieved with this man, it was not going to go well. So Samuel, uh, this is first Samuel 15, 12. So Samuel, uh, so when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel saying, Saul went to Carmel. And indeed he set up a monument for himself, Mount Carmel, by the way. And he has gone down around, passed by and gone down to Gilgal. Now, Samuel went to Saul and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed this commandment of the Lord. Saul is so proud of himself. <laughs> he has totally disobeyed God. And is so proud of himself for what he did. Because he's proud of his partial obedience. Woo! Mm. My little, My little bell here. He's proud of his partial obedience. How many times have we been proud of our partial obedience? Why well, did the spirit of what God said, I did... Most of what he said, I had to shift a few things because of whatever. But hey, overall, it got done for the most part. So Saul is so excited. Hey, blessed are you? Saul said to Samuel, he was blessed. All right, blessed are you of the Lord? I performed, but Samuel said, uh, what then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen, which I hear? So uh, Saul is like, hey, I did what God said. And Samuel's like, but I hear livestock that should be dead, should be slaughtered. I hear what, what is what is this in my hearing? And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God and the rest we have utterly destroyed. And it's kind of like. You know, when you tell your kids to do something and they disobey, but they're like, but I did it to make you happy. I mean, I did most of what you said, but look, look, mom, look, look, look. And so this is Saul with God. Now, this is a big problem that he has. And he's like, it's the people. He was listening to the people. He did not heed the word of the Lord according to the instructions that were given. When we see the church today, the contemporary, I'll say the contemporary mainstream church for sure. The main reasons that laws have been changed, that rules have been thrown out the window, forget softened, thrown out of the window is because of people and what they want. Well, the people were like, we should be able to wear this. Well, the people said, oh, we really love to have church on Saturday, so we don't have to come to church on Sunday. Well, the people said they want to spend Christmas with their families. And since it's on a Sunday, we're just going to let everybody do that. But we love God the other six days out of the week and all the other days out of the year. Uh huh. See, so this is where we are. Will we face taking the lead? <laughs> okay. And so it goes on, and I'm going to jump down to the verse. Now I'm going to pull it back up on the screen. And it says here, mm, mm, here we go. So Samuel said, as the Lord <clears throat> is, uh, as the Lord, excuse me, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey. Is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. This was it, this was the final straw. The king wasn't dead. The animals weren't dead. And, you know, good and well, they weren't going to sacrifice those things. They were going to try and multiply them out, probably reproduce them because they were the best of the best. And so he tells him, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. So he's talking about the connection of the sacrificing to the Lord, how pleased and delighted God is with burnt offerings and sacrifices. Sacrifices. So that's the connection. That's why we say obedience is better than sacrifice because of how delighted God is and was at that time for sure with sacrifices and the burnt offerings and the the incense and the, the fragrance going up to him to heaven. And he's letting him know. He said, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness. Is as iniquity and idolatry, Woo! considering iniquity was found in Lucifer in heaven, rebellious and idolatry. What does that mean? That means that when you are rebellious, your idea becomes your idol. That's what that means. Your idea becomes your idol. I have learned so many painful lessons over the years. My God, today, and that is certainly one of them, that when my idea for doing something becomes the thing, And when anything comes against my idea or my interpretation of what should be done and not God's idea, not his prophetic way. Or since my assignment is to my chief apostle, the way she has set it up, we're talking about the Moses and um, Joshua pattern where Joshua's instructions in Joshua chapter one was to do everything that god gave moses to do the way he gave him to do it on the mountain so we still have that succession mandate it's a very scary thing when your successor has their own ideas for your vision that are not coagulating or in agreement with how god gave it to you or the leader to do so loyalty faithfulness love none of that matters to god as much as obedience to the instruction that is given on our part. And so when we're talking about here, again, stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, that that stubbornness is your idol. That's your thing because you're not moving off of your idea. You're not moving off of your beliefs. I know I'm not wrong. I know what God told me. I know this and I know that. But if what God is showing you is opposite or clashing with or not clicking with or agreeing with or in synergy with what God has given your leader there's a problem and we see this with Saul and Samuel and he's letting him know because you have rejected the word of the Lord he also has rejected you from being king how about this Saul was already king Saul was king Saul in the rest of this chapter is like oh my goodness you're right I shouldn't have listened to the people I was wrong I'm so sorry. Basically go talk to God for me. These are my words and make everything okay. Cause I'm so sorry. And Saul was, or Samuel was like, sorry, dude, it's too late. The Lord has spoken. It's done. It is done. And he grabs uh, Samuel's garment on his way and rips it. And the Lord lets him know that today your kingdom has been ripped from you. It's been torn from you. After this, all the things shift and David is anointed King after this. Now, Saul still sits on the throne for almost 20 years until David is ready. So it takes him all that time. The, the anointing happens. And, uh, but, well, David, I think David was actually on the, was he on the run for almost 20 years, 17 years, I think. And so all a couple of decades go by from when God said, when, well, when, yes, the Lord says through Samuel to Saul, and get these names right, that God is done with you. He's taken the kingdom from you. We end up with the Philistines. All of this happens because Saul cannot obey the word of the Lord, the leader. This is why it's important that you serve a leader who does not reject, not just the word of God, but the way of God, the way in which he wants to do things. It's so important. And that can make you so mad. I just wish they let me have my way, or I just wish they relaxed their rules, or I just wish this one time. But this is why, because I sit under Dr. Paula Price, this is why she says, Y'all not going to get me in trouble with God. All right. This type of example right here shows why the right leader understands what God wants. Well, that's all we're going to get into today. If you want to sow, you can. Uh, stay tuned on my website because I have my February scripture study uh, download coming out this weekend, and it is going to be the, the February theme is love and relationships. What does, because hey, February is Valentine's month, right? And so what does the word of God say about love? What does the word of God say about relationships? And in that, I'm going to have a short excerpt or a a, a synopsis of the history of Valentine's Day. What is the real issue? with valentine's day is it about godly love i don't think so because everything is about sex and romance and whining and dining and being with somebody fine so probably not it's not i'm gonna go with no you can also visit my website ashcministries.com, learn more information get some downloads get your life together (laughs) okay and stay tuned also for my next live webinar training i think my next one is going to be what is it going to be 25 ways to, 25 things to do and not do to improve your self-image. I think that's what my next one is. What is your image? How can you improve that? So I want to thank you for tuning in today to Apostle of the Future. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Apostle of the Future podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit ashleycministries.com for more information. Follow me on Facebook at Apostle of the Future or YouTube at Dr. Ashley. See you next time. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen.